Need a new set of optics? For more than a decade, Riton Optics has been providing optic solutions for hunters and shooters of all types and disciplines. Check out their Primal line for those products geared more towards us hunters. From binoculars and spotting scopes to your basic 3-9 to nine scopes and longer range crossover models, the Primal line from Riton was made for hunters. Learn more at RitonOptics.com. That's Riton, R-I-T-O-N, Optics.com. The OKest Hunter Podcast. Never pass on shooter bucks, since that's just me in the freezer. It's your tag, you hunt how you want. This is OKest Hunter. I gotta push this button. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Welcome to the OKest Hunter podcast. Yeah, you big buck killer. Nope. It's all... We're going to get into that. Yeah, big interrupter. (laughs) (laughs) You were going to do it this time, not me. (laughs) Coming at you from the the (laughs) Oconomowoc. The OKest Hunter podcast studio in Oconomowoc. The Oconomowocest Hunter. That's Uh, you. Brought to you by Spartan Forge, which did say it was a full range, very abnormal movement day. Very Heads up on that. So uh, yeah, head over to SpartanForge.ai if you want to try out their stuff. They have a free version. If you want to cash in and actually like really get into it, you can use our discount code OHP for twenty percent off. And um, yeah, then you can go download the app and you'll have the you know the twenty percent off for the year. Vector Custom Shop got to eat this weekend, which is really exciting. Did you find your arrow? So I, we're, we'll get into the stories, but I shot at a deer on Wednesday, hit a branch, never found the arrow. Um, that was my last broadhead. I had iron wheels. Uh, and then the vector guys drove out to my house Unreal. and brought That's me awesome. new broadheads. So <laughs> I was like, if you get them to me, I promise I will kill a buck on Saturday. <laughs> wow. What a guy. And you came through. Comes yeah, through that was with a cool. guarantee. I yeah, called. I, he was like one of the first people I called, actually, because it was his error. And I was like, in his broadhead, I wanted to give, give him the lay of the land as to what had happened. So anyway, um, Latitude Outdoors. By the way, OHP uh, for a discount on, on Vector stuff. I think it's 10% off. Over there, and then latitude. I did kill out of the saddle, first time out of the saddle killing a deer. Woo! So the for last one I got was out of Greg's uh, Lone Wolf uh, Alpha. Yeah, so, buddy. Uh, it was the Lone Wolf Custom Gear platform, and then it was the latitude saddle. Twenty percent. I think they have twenty percent off accessories uh, using code OHP. And I did tag my my trophy on Go Wild, which I haven't done in like two years. Oh <laughs> yeah. Man. They ask all these questions. I'm like, I I now know the weight of the deer, but I didn't when I uploaded that. But it's like your shot distance, your location, the weight of the deer, all the stuff. Wow. And then based on all that information, you get all these points. And again, as we know, those points are convertible towards product and discounts and things like that. So it's pretty cool. Uh, did I cover every, everybody? Oh, and we're getting four cases of Drop Time Spirits this week. I got to go pick it up tomorrow. Partay. Hey. So I think that's like 24 bottles of bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Cheers to drop all time. Right. We're out. We've been Cheers out. Cheers the weekend. Uh, so we're drinking all sorts of other shit I can get my hands on. But I've been kind of like trying to get some names that are like Long Branch, Marksman, Driftless, Glenn, because we're in Wisconsin. Uh, a lot of folks hunt the Driftless area and Doug Duran's out there. Oh, which, by the way, um, 
I, I do have another announcement. I'm so sorry. Uh-oh. Let me see Hold if I can phone. find it. Uh, He's digging. Let's see here. The Kaz Doe Derby. Yes. It goes on through, what, all of gun season? So Correct. running November 19th through January 1st. Uh, drawings and bonfire Saturday, December 10th from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. And there's a virtual grand prize drawing on January 7th. Now, the prizes are really big. And they have one for Meat Eater that Doug's going to announce at some point in time. I don't know what it is. He's not telling me, but it's supposed to be big. But they have, like, let me see. Does it tell me the prizes? Yeah, it says check back. But uh, Savage. Oh, yeah, they're giving away a Creedmoor, a 6.5 Creedmoor, equipped with a Viper HS 2.5, 10 times 44. What am I talking about here? It's a nice scope. It's a nice gun and scope for yeah. someone looking to shoot a rifle that doesn't have a whole lot of bite back to it. So, yeah, handcrafted, leather sling made by Chris Crafted. Um so, yeah, we were there last year. It was a ton of fun. Uh, yeah. We got to hunt with Mitch and uh, hunt his land, and the only thing I saw was a spike buck, I which I couldn't shoot. I might actually be mentoring that hunt on Sunday, the 11th, I believe. The the doe yeah. hunt? Very mm. cool. All right. I was asked to participate in that. That's awesome. Sweet, dude. So you've been doing some things with those guys, huh? Not really. You I did mean, a mentored thing like yeah, a couple weeks I, ago. What do you mean well, not? It was more than a couple weeks ago. And then ago. you did a thing a before that, ago. didn't you? Is this thing like your third time doing something? No, it's all that. It's all Brock. That's Brock. Rosencrans. Yeah. <laughs> what? A, so yeah, because I'm just kidding. As long as you don't call him Rosie Palms, it's fine. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, you just Palmer. did, I think. Shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> Next time, he's a tall guy. I don't know, man. Like he's he's yeah, not. Brock's he's not. a teddy bear. <laughs> yeah. Well, you kind of are too. Yeah, it's fine. I've really been giving you the Ron Swanson uh, spiel tonight. You're just coming off real Ron Swanson like today. Yeah. Whatever. I'm getting that vibe a little bit, too. I yeah. like it. Wow. Yeah. I like it. I, I, I appreciate some Ron Swanson. I appreciate some Ron Swanson. Well, uh, I don't know, Derek. I think we should start with your story because you killed first. So, ladies first. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, Age before beauty. I, I don't, don't know. know I don't works. know. I want, not, do you want to hold this thing while you talk about it? Is that going to be too distracting for everybody? Up. It's going to be too It's too heavy to me. pick up, man. I, I don't know. It. I got it. I'm gonna get you got that weak arm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was the longest I'd gone without holding it. <laughs> Just cuddling with it at night. <laughs> nah, man. Uh, yeah, it was pretty unbelievable, unbelievable weekend for us. Uh, so my dad and I were down in that. Oh, the cats were chewing. Shut the front door. Little shit. How, well, you have like 18 of them. <laughs> That's what allowed you to get this book. If it wasn't for the cats, uh-oh. You better put that rack on what? lockdown. Did something yeah. just happen here? What happened? Uh-oh, something got, there it is. Oh, gosh. Dude, that rack just broke the audio. Is it okay? I think so. Anyway, I think we're good. I was going to say the cats are the reason you got this buck. <laughs> really? So they, 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 oh, they, like they, they deserve the a couple bites out of I it. I like to think the cats. Yeah, <laughs> they took their little piece out of it. It's fine. They got Dues their, were paid. They got their bite. Uh, yeah, so Dad and I had gone down, hunted some public in Illinois, and had a lot of fun, had some chances, and now I'm really happy that I passed on the bucks that I did. Um, but then while we were down there, my good buddy Bo Bilo, who's been on the show before, um, he and his dad <coughs> um, stay at a cabin uh, owned by a guy named Big Lou, who reminds me a lot of Greg. He's one of those guys who... He's like Ron Swanson? He's like... No. <laughs> Big Lou is very much like Greg in that they give you the shirt off their back. He's the got nicest it, got it. guy okay. in the world. I help you out all the time. And he did help. Um, but Lou's got uh, some properties down there that he lets the guys hunt on and... Bo said, hey, if you're unsuccessful in the public, feel free to come down the following weekend. We'll mm -hmm. still be down here. They hunted all week. And we can uh, we can hunt together because we did last year. It's a lot of fun. So uh, my dad was heading down to Missouri this last weekend. 
and I was on my last bit of thin ice with uh, the cats and the wife to go down, back down to Illinois. So I jetted down Thursday night and got there, and Bo had gotten some cell cam pics of a really nice eight-pointer on a property that they hadn't been hunting too much. I think they sat it one day in the week, and they saw some action, moved some stands around, but I don't think they had a ton on camera, so they didn't head back there. And Bo said, hey, what do you think of this buck? And cameras aren't everything. Well, no, and this property, the way it lays out, it's it's like 50 acres, but I believe Bo said it's like a mile long. It's real long and narrow, and it's just, just a strip of woods along a river. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of tough to pick your spot. Like, it's, how many exit and entries are there? It, it's not thin enough. Yeah, I mean, like, so they enter it from a field, and... Uh, you can go in anywhere. It all kind of looks the same. It's thicker along the river, open as you come out, and it's just runways. Like, they just run. Are they running that property parallel to the river or perpendicular? Mostly parallel. Okay. So that's kind of nice. Especially during the rut. Yeah. Bucks just cruise it. But, yeah. like, it's big enough where it's probably, like, a football 120 field, 120 yards-ish, okay. right, of, from the field. Of. So you pick a spot, but you see them cruising here, you see them cruising there. Like, it's just what it is. You don't know. There's trails everywhere. So Bo was like, hey, we got this buck. What do you think? Yeah, it looks like an awesome buck. It's really cool crab claw eight-pointer. I was like, yeah, that definitely. So Bo said he'd drive me there in the morning. So in the morning we get up, get stuff ready. He's like, I think you should throw a decoy out in the woods just in case they're cruising off, draw them in. So I was like, awesome. Carry, he's going to offer to carry my decoy for me. And the stands they have set up, they've got a couple ladder stands. But the way the wind was coming that this morning, um, that Friday morning, it was kind of blowing toward the scraper at his camera, and he was worried that if I was in the stand, something came downwind, sure. spook it. So he said, bring your mobile setup. We'll set you up closer to the field. So I picked a tree. Bo put up the decoy. He's like, hey, I think I just saw a buck and a doe down in the bottom there in the thick stuff. So it was just starting to get light, and I set up the stand. Saw the scrape right below me. My wind's blowing out to the field. It's perfect. I am, like, beyond jacked to be back, sitting on this property, hunting, and I think like three hours went by, and I saw a couple of raccoons, bunch of squirrels, ridiculous amount of squirrels, um, but no deer. And all the stories I'd heard about, like hunting, those guys hunting this property, it was like, you know, they usually see a ton, and Bo's texting, hey, you seen any action? And I said, no. And he was like, oh, do you want me to come get you and move you? Like, we'll go try somewhere else. I said, no, this is an awesome spot. I know it's going to happen. I'm just going to be patient. And a little while later, I caught movement to the south of me so like the i'm kind of looking at the river in my stand and it runs to the north to the south and off to the south of me caught movement back of a deer moving through some timber at like maybe 115 yards so you know got my camera binoculars i'm like trying to figure out which one to look through a camera like get a good look at this thing and it's going behind thick stuff every, every time, time i like try look. to focus that dumb camera it picks something else to focus oh yeah on. It's, it's picking a out fight. a leaf that's five feet in front <laughs> yep, of me yep. so i'm trying to get the the, wo- to, the woes of recording your hunt so just a few it, it wasn't long after i spotted it that i saw it pop out and it was walking with a little bit of limp was favoring one of its front legs and i could see antlers so i was like oh steer's got a limp to it looks like decent antlers at 100 yards if it comes in Maybe this would be a good one. Mm-hmm. You know, take out this this one or something. So it's coming closer, but the way that property lays out is parallel to the river, and about 35 yards in front of me is what looks like a ditch. It's like they call it the ridge, but it's like a 15 foot tall little ridge. I'm on the top side, and then it drops down to like a basically a little gully, comes up the other side, mm-hmm. and then it's flat. The deer's on the other side of that ditch. 
and he's walking parallel to me or perpendicular to me, but he's coming across. So I'm bouncing ranges off of the other side where he might come. And it's like 47, 52. And I'm like, geez, that's kind of a poke. That is not what I want to be shooting. No, like, I, really not what I want to be shooting at all. So have I'm you like, ever taken a shot like that? Like no. what is the farthest shot you've taken? Do you know? 38. Yeah. Last that's, year. And that feels Illinois. like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And so that just felt, oh, I just got an uneasy feeling like, I don't want to do that. And as he's getting closer, I get binoculars on him. I'm like, wow, it's a better buck than I thought. Like, he's pretty nice. So I got pretty excited right there. I was like, maybe he's going to come. He's working that edge. And he gets about 90 yards away. And all of a sudden, I see him slow down. Trying to see him. There's like the one thick spot where I can't see. And I'm like looking with my binoculars. And all of a sudden, I just see his antlers. And just go down. I'm like, what the heck? Grab the binoculars, and I'm looking in, and there's like a deadfall right there. So there's that ditch, and there's a tree that's fallen right on the edge of the ditch, and it's super thick. There's vines and grass growing up, and that's right where I saw the antlers go down. And finally, after I'm picking it apart, I can see his rack turn in there. I'm like, he's freaking bed down right there. Nice. And at talking to Bo afterward, he's like, well, yeah, that's, there, there's an awesome buck bed. Like, close to that stand. That's why we have a stand there. I'm like, what? Yeah, he was in it. Like, there he was. So he bedded in there. Um, and I watched, and I watched, and I watched. I tried to film him in there a little bit. And about 15 minutes later, he stood up, and he just kind of browsed around. I could see him nipping on buds. You know, you see his antlers moving. And he would he fed a little, walked all the way around that thing, would stop and look, check the wind, and he bedded down again. And I was like, this deer's going to stay there for the rest of the day. Like, he just got comfortable. He came in, he bedded. Then he got up, checked the area. He's going to stay there. Like, I know it. He's going to stay there. So immediately my mind went, what do I do? Is he going to come to this scrape below me? And how he's bedded, where the wind is going from him to me, he can watch that ridge because he's up on the other side, right on the edge. He can see. I'm on the open side. He can see any deer traveling that side, any deer checking that scrape, and the wind's blowing like this. Any deer that comes through the thick side along the river, he can smell and go check them. I'm like, he's not going to come. There's no way he's going to get up, come across this ditch to me where he can see what's going on. Nothing's going on. So immediately I'm like, oh, my God, what do I do? So I'm texting Bo. I'm like, dude, I got a big one bedded 85, 90 yards away. I don't think he's going to come. What do you think I should do? I was like, make it happen, dude. Make it happen. <laughs> make it happen. And I was like, You're the boss, applesauce. <laughs> so I climbed down the last step while I was texting him because so I already knew. I had, like, it was like, yeah, absolutely. Mind was already made up. So, so I think I did a little interview on the camera, and I was like, yeah, I'm going for it. Like, I had to get closer. So my idea was I picked out a tree between me and him that I felt like I could get behind and get to. And that way, if he stood up and exited north along the ditch on his side or south, I thought I could shoot it. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be the best place to be. And it's a windy morning, Friday morning. The, the front had blown in, so Thursday was like 75. Friday was like 50, something like that. Down and there. dropping. So, yeah, temperature was dropping. It was windy. So I was like, I'll just use the gusts. So I got down, kicked off the boots, went in the socks. So you just, kicked off the boots just because you think you could move quiet, more quietly? Yeah, socks are way quiet. It's crunchy leaves, so like I'm putting, I'm tiptoeing, right? Like putting my foot between the leaves, tiptoeing. I think I covered about 65 yards in about an hour. So I used the train, but he was pretty much eye level. So I used what train I could, got behind trees, and I just went, just so. Were you crouched down? Did that matter? Um, a little bit when I needed to be, but basically I just put a tree between me and him, and I just go forward whenever the wind gusted. Otherwise, I was standing there. A couple times you get stuck. Wind dies, and you're like on one foot. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> don't step down and make a crunch. He's going to find out. But uh, I got to the tree that I wanted to be, and I'm ranging that deadfall, and it's like 35, 
40 yards to where I thought he was. And I'm like, I'm never going to be able to see him now that I'm on the ground because I was four sticks up. And it's all these branches. I'm never going to be able to see exactly where he is. This sucks. And I'm like such a visual person. Yeah, your perspective like, changes yeah. so and drastically. And it's really thick in there. So I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. And all of a sudden I see an antler turn and it's way closer than I thought it was. Okay. He's on the outside edge of it. I'm like, holy crap, he's right there. Bounce the rangefinder at 30 yards. And it's just open air. It's a ditch. And then he's right there. There's no trees in between us, no nothing. I'm like, oh my God. And I realized that if he stands up, I can't shoot. If he walks south where he came from, I can't shoot. I can only shoot if he comes north around the deadfall. I'm like, this is not, not the answer. But I'm like stuck here now. I'm like right here. If he stands up, he can almost see me behind this tree. So I'm standing there looking, what the heck do I do? What do I do? I look down the edge of the ditch and about eight yards further south is a big group of trees. There's like four trees growing together. It's really big. Perfect. And I'm like, from there, there's a little gap where the, the branches split. Uh, I think I can shoot to the bed if I get to that tree. So I made the decision just to freaking Keep go going. for it. And I knew I was going to be in the open. Like if that deer stood up, he's going to see me. Right. But wh- what I was lucky with is that the branch was right across his face. So I can see his antler sticking up. But he has you no line of sight, sight to, to you unless he stands up. So I just used it to my advantage. I just went super slow, super careful. I'm picking leaves off my sock every step so they don't do any extra yeah. crunching. Step down, pick the leaves off the next one. And I just went super slow, got behind the tree. Took the biggest sigh of relief because he was still there. I made it to the tree. I cleared out a little spot. Because yeah, they could disappear and you wouldn't even know it. You know, they're so stealthy. Oh, yeah. they could. He could have got out of there. I could still see him. And he's just relaxed. He put his head down on the side every once in a while. So there's big tree, like Greg here. And I'm a lefty. Big tree. So the buck is there. Okay. He's over right in front of me, just plain eye of sight. And what I did is I just kind of put my body up against the tree, like one eye behind the tree, mm-hmm. one eye sticking out. I had my bow on the side of the tree like that, just trying to stay in profile with the yep. tree. So if he did look, he wouldn't see me. And I just watched. And I said, I'm not going to do anything unnatural. I'm not going to call. Nothing. I'm just going to wait. I have this really, by now I've seen him pretty close. I'm like, he's really nice. I like this deer. I want to go home with this deer. So I'm just going to wait. I'm going to wait him out. So I attached my release and I just stood there. I mean, worst case scenario, you get to last light and you could call him up and then take your shot, right? Exactly. I'll I'll wait all day. It's already almost noon. I'm like, whatever. Five hours. I'll stand here for five hours shoot this buck. I love the Yeah, you'll sit there for five hours if there wasn't a buck. And now that there is one, you have more for a compelling reason. I'm right here. I'm 28 (laughs) yards from, right? So I I stood there for 30 minutes. You had enough time to send us a quick little video. Well, I I took a video or two as quick. I I didn't want to do any long ones. I'm like, if he stands up, I got to be ready. Uh But I did get a couple of videos I sent. And uh, I just, I clipped my release on and I just stood there. And I just watched him. And all of a sudden, he did something with his head. He did something and I was like, "Uh uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, I saw his back legs stretch out a little bit, and his hind end stood up. I was like, he's going to stand. So I just drew my bow back, popped out from the tree. He finished standing up right in front of me, 28 yards. Here's his buck, stands up. His vitals are in the opening. It was just perfect. So you got to get through that opening, was, though. That yep, is a yep. little so nerve-wracking. There's two branches, and then there's a little bit of grass. How are your nerves at this point? Freaking calm as a cucumber. Because you've been dealing with it. I was super nervous when I first walked up yeah. to that tree, the first just, tree. Just the action of trying to sneak in on it. Yeah. You probably had enough worked out of you by then. I was so and I was so calm. I just stood there and I knew what I had to do. It was just like, didn't even think about it. Mm-hmm. Drew back. He stood there. He front end came up. Did that head shake that they do with his uh, rack. yeah. And I was like, he's completely calm. I just kept telling myself, you be calm. Mm-hmm. He's relaxed. Relax and make your freaking shot count. I had my pen set, and I just put it right 
on the inside of the shoulder and shot. And immediately when I released it, I was like, he's freaking dead. Hit him right in the heart. And he took off. And immediately, like, when he started running, you could just see he's done. Yeah. Went about 50 yards through this little sunny opening. It's the first time, like, I saw his full rack. And he just freaking bit the dust in, like, 50 yards. And I was like, oh, my God. He's so much bigger than I thought. <laughs> there he goes running away. And when he crashes in the grass, makes a bunch of noise. Boom. Down he goes. The buck that Bo sent me in there. Hold it up to, to the get. guy behind you for, like, reference. Oh. For anybody watching, like, it's like two of those deer. <laughs> That's wild, man. Um, but one of the weirdest parts is, like, I started to just freak out. Like, I took a video of it. I don't know if I sent it to you guys, but I'm, like, no. losing my shit. Like, oh, my God. Like, I'm crying. I shot the biggest deer of my life. And, I mean, and then all of a sudden, like, in the video, I'm like. That's wait. saying a lot for you, by the way, because like, you've shot some big ones. Wait. Another buck's coming. <laughs> so when he crashed, the 148 that Bo had pictures of got up. From Which another thicket uh, further south, <laughs> and he started walking over. So I grabbed the grunt call out, and I took video of all of it on my phone, and I start grunting at him. He puffs his fur up, pins his ear back, circles this buck, makes a couple scrapes, rubs a tree, comes up, locks antlers with him for just a brief second, you know, pushes him, looking, makes a couple more rubs, and then he freaking smells his trail, his blood trail, follows it back, and beds down in the same freaking bed. That this deer was in 28 yards from so, me. You know, I got pictures and videos of him laying in the same that is, I was talking bed. to you that day. I'm like, this has got to be the dumbest buck in the world. Well, because that, that no, bed was not affected. Not really, because that's the best bed in that area. <laughs> clearly not. Clear, well, <laughs> not that day. Not when he's around. <laughs> yeah, but I know. any other day, any, any other Sunday, yeah. it's a fine bed to be in. Because that was, that was the king right there. And that other buck, he knew that was the best bed to be in. So... Th- he took. He assumed ownership of it. So yeah. I just was beside myself because, like, I want to call my dad. I want to call you guys. Like, I want to call everybody and tell mm-hmm. them I just shot. I want to go. You get no the reception buck, there, but huh? I'm like, dude, there's a 140 inch eight pointer bedded 28 yards from me. You got to call somebody else to so, come in there. So Bo. So the whole time, I texted Bo. What do I do? You know, and I'm like talking to him back and forth, but I never told him what I was going to do. Like that, I was going to get down. So he had a, his cell cam was. 15 yards in front of my stand. <laughs> so my plan he was like, this. I'm going to get down and I'm just going to walk by the cell cam when I go to stalk him. He'll get the picture and I'll be like, no, of course, stalking him. Well, I got down and I got so freaking nervous. I forgot there was even a cell cam there. I never walked in front of it. So the whole time Bo is like, what is he doing? Like, you know, on pins and needles, I learned later, like, what is he doing? So I, I pick up my phone. This is after good suspense for them, though. This is, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. That's and probably Bo's better. already got a buck, right? Yeah. So like, this is what he freaking lives for, deer hunting shit. So he's like pacing in the cabin like so nervous and uh so he's i get my phone out to take these videos i'm like oh bo texted he's like what happened what's going on tell me like what did you and i just texted him no bbd i just said bring the truck homie (laughs) because he dropped me off (laughs) yeah so then my phone he started calling nonstop, but i got this buck bedded there i'm like okay well shut the fuck up like i can't talk so i'm like all right if i'm quiet i hide behind the tree i answer the call and he's like what happened i'm like i got the big one he's dead but is 28 yards from me get Tommy which is his father-in-law mm-hmm. I'm like get Tommy bring his bow let's stalk and kill this one too <laughs> <laughs> so he's like holy crap Tommy and I are already almost on the way we're gonna go turn around and grab the bow so you go grab Tom's bow I send him a pin on like where to come in on the field and I see him coming so I'm like filming them come in 
looking back, seeing the buck. I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to work. And I'm, like, giving them line of sight. Come on, come on, come on. I'm hiding behind the big tree. And Tom sneaks in in his socks, and he gets up to the tree. And we're like, oh, my God, this is going to work. Bo stays back about 40, 50 yards, and I throw him my grunt call. And Tommy and I are peeking around the tree, and all of a sudden I can't see antlers anymore. Oh, I'm no. like, Tom, there's that little hole. I'm like, he's, he's right in there. He must have his head down. He must be laying. So I'm like, it's really weird that we can't, like, I saw both the bucks when they were in there. Their antlers were there. And I didn't look away for long. I'm like, I don't think he got out of there. So I throw the grunt call to Bo, and Bo knows what to do. Like, I don't have to talk to him. He gets it. He skirts down the line a little bit downwind, yep. starts pawing some leaves, grunting, trying to get this buck to stand up. And Tom's standing there ready. He's making all kinds of noise. Nothing. Nothing. Buck's nothing. gone, huh? We're like, no way. Like, he does that for a while, a couple of minutes. All of a sudden, Bo calls. I'm like, hey, he's not standing up. Do you think he left? Bo's like, nope, he's, he's in there. He's got to be in there. there. You would have seen him if he left. Uh, he says, do you have rattling antlers? I'm like, yeah, but they're in the tree stand back there. He's like, I'll get them. So he goes, climbs up the tree this stand, comes back down, gets the rattling antlers, starts going to town on the rattling antlers. Still don't get them. This buck's not standing up. We can't see. We can't see. And it's my fault because I got Tom fixated on the spot. He's going to stand up right there 30 yards because that's where he was. Well, Bo was going to town on the rattling antlers, and all of a sudden Tom goes, is that him? He had moved like eight feet <laughs> just further down, mm. and he's standing there looking <laughs> at the noise, right. just wagging his tail. Bo's rallying, and you can he's like getting a little bit fired up. <laughs> but Tom has no shot because he's like behind this branches. Right. And I'm like signaling to Bo, like, get it going. Like, let's get it going. We got to get him in. And he goes to town, and the buck just kind of freaks out and just trots off the other way. And we watch him just run right by my dead buck through the sun. And he 140-inch ape one are freaking beautiful. Wow. And Tom's like, geez, that was a nice buck. I was like, dude, we almost just shot two bucks out of the same bed. Uh, same bed in Would the same day. Absolutely crazy. Wow. Yeah, so then... I mean, uh, it was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. <laughs> so then we, we all walked up there. Lou, the landowner, yep. um, who lets us hunt there, came down. He was with them. So Tom, Lou, Bo, and myself would go over, look for my arrow. Can't find my arrow. Thanks a lot, Isaac, for making arrows that just they go just bury themselves after a pass through. Yeah. <laughs> so and you were on the ground, so that thing probably just kept flying for a I while. I think it just went straight <clears> through. <throat> and uh, so we, we blood trailed. There was blood everywhere. And... All those guys are much taller than I am, so they saw the buck first. Derek, everybody's taller than you. Yes, this is true. <laughs> so they saw the buck first, and Bo just starts laughing. I mean, just like this ridiculous laugh. He's like, dude, look at that freaking deer. <laughs> and I walked up, and he, he was a lot bigger than I thought. And the coolest part, well, not the coolest part, because it was all pretty cool, but Bo had never gotten a picture of this deer. He ran, I helped him hang cameras in the summer. He had never seen it. And then the gentleman who owns the land, all the farm fields, food plots, this guy's got like, a whole bunch of land, 600 acres, got a bunch of cell cameras. He came out to see it because he wanted to know which buck I shot, and he had never seen it in his whole time. So it was like... And the name Ghost Buck. Ghost Bucks. Makes sense. Ghost Bucks. <laughs> so I felt good about it because I didn't have to, like, kill anybody's deer. It was just right. like a random... Random giant. And it just randomly random all worked ghost out. Random Ghost Buck. Randomly all worked Things out. Things a perfect. toad. I mean, the, the, the term toad really means something to me with this buck because of the I, what do you call these bumps the beating it looks like a, a look greg you said it looks like a king crab yeah king crab legs that's crazy i wish i had mine here right now yeah i wish you did too man that would have been cool i don't so it's a, it is what it is but uh my story is not nearly as crazy as yours mine was pretty like typical well this was not <clears> like this <throat> was once in a lifetime kind of ridiculous crazy shit happening here 
Yeah, that's pretty wild, man. That's quite the... I don't know that I've seen a, 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 a rack this impressive. So you know? I have never shot a buck from the ground before. I think I've shot a doe or two maybe from the ground or from a ground blind. Never shot a buck from the ground. I've never stalked one like that before. It was just a first for everything. It just worked out. There was enough wind that was able to happen. And uh, I don't know. It's just it's pretty wild, dude. Congratulations. <laughs> Cheers. What, cool. what, I didn't cool hear the whole, whole story, so I'm happy that I got to hear it. I heard, cool parts of, I heard most of it, but not all that other yeah. part. Thanks, man. Oh, that's good beer. Let's hear yours. Mine started on Wednesday, <laughs> if you believe that. Important part Which actually started like some Sunday before that. Here's how big of an idiot I am. There's a video that Tyler, I shared with the group, and Tyler posted where I was like, buck fevery. You know, I was like, up in the tree, freaking out, right? I thought it was a big buck. And, you know, it really was a big bodied buck. (laughs) But I never saw the full rack. I just saw that it was outside the ears. And so I immediately was like, that's a a huge buck. I had not anticipated any bucks being in this public land area that I was hunting that's just opened up this year. Um, Trying to, you know, talk to you guys. I think this is maybe where they're bedded. I think I can come in the, all this shit, right? (laughs) And I'm getting back in there, and I'm like, this is cool. I think I'm going to make this work. This is happening. And then I came within, you know, 20, 40 yards of this damn thing, and it was just all through the thick stuff. It never came out in the opening. So first encounter on a Sunday. Go back on a Wednesday with Jace, our videographer, who's helping us out. Um, and <laughs> I'm like, Jace, look, it's Wednesday. I don't, based on the wind, we're going to have this public spot by my, by my house. Um, you know, I don't typically hunt mornings, so we're not going to do a setup on anything. He brings Greg's uh, alpha stand. Finally, we keep forgetting that kind of stuff. It's been there's going to be some footage at errors of me trying to use my dad's old API stand. Oh, that one with the T hook. The reason that I stopped the one hunting that's out of a, that the is T hook. That stand is the reason I stopped hunting out of a stand. <laughs> anything, you know what? In fact, anything with a freaking strap, I'm about done with in life. Car seat straps, tree stand straps, straps. I don't saddle I, platform straps. I can't deal with it. Climbing stick <coughs> straps. Not good. Your mom's strap. That's right. The strap mom. ons. All of that. Greg, you went there first. I'm just gonna. T- I'm just gonna bring you along it's further. Uh, and we. So we set the ground in the morning. I get to the spot where I'm like, well, based on the wind, if something comes through this opening, we may or may not have a shot. The deer have been traveling this area. Yeah, they they travel east to west, west to east, and and it was a south wind. So I'm like. We'll just set up a little bit north. If something comes through south of us, traveling the, the east-west on this, we'll be totally fine from Perfect. a scent perspective. So we sit up on the ground. Jace passes out. <laughs> Stone cold passed out, like laying totally fucking horizontal. <laughs> I'm like, well, whatever. Who cares? It's like there's nothing happening. Like, it's all good. And uh, I'm kind of catnapping a little bit. It's not, you know, it's not totally light yet. And then I, I ordered my, my wife uh, and my kids some bagels from the local bagel shop here in town from a DoorDash, thinking like, well, this is hard. Hunting season's hard. Let's do something nice. So I'm on DoorDash, and I'm ordering freaking bagels and picking cream cheese and all this shit, and I hear some twigs breaking. I'm like, shit. So I toss my phone down after I confirmed the order. Sorry, everything bagel. <coughs> You're going to have to wait. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. No, no, I didn't I because I cured the order, and then I went on with my life. That's a good husband. Holly, I hope you took note of that. It's like 6.45 in the morning. <laughs> Or whatever, and uh, dig a lot more than bagels. And sure enough, a a deer comes by, and I'm like, "Bagels sucked." (laughs) They were good, and it's a it's a buck. So I'm going to Jay. At this point, Jace is no longer sleeping. He's up. He heard it too. He heard the the twigs snapping and stuff. I'm like, "Buck, buck, 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 buck," and I'm like, 
you know, at this point, this buck heard me or saw me or something gesturing to him, buck, buck, buck. And so it stops. And so I'm just frozen. And it's on video. I had Jace put up on the big screen for the first time ever. I got to see some of his handiwork, and it's pretty impressive what that camera can do for the record. But to that end, it just looks like I'm freaking sleeping there. But I'm just remaining <laughs> still and looking down with my brim of my hat. I'm just trying not to, like, show my eyes or my face. That's a great tip by anyone. When you're getting pinned down by something, covering your face Forward facing eyes is a predator. eyes yep. is a huge, huge deal. That's good that you did that. So I could see him, but you can see my eyes. So I'm just waiting, waiting. So then he's like, nah, nothing to see here. Can't smell anything. He didn't think much of it. So he's about to meander on. As he meanders on, I draw back. I'm sitting on my ass. I'm not on my knees. I'm on my butt. Legs out in front of you? Uh, I think I was, if you look at the video, I think maybe like, you know, a little bent up perhaps. Okay. Feet on the ground. And I draw back. He's at about 20 yards, maybe. And as I'm at full draw, back up. As I'm drawing back, I think in my brain my arrow is going to fall off of my, my uh, what is that called? Rest. Rest. My rest, which is impossible. <laughs> Do you have like the drop away? Oh, yeah. containment? It's a, a ripcord yeah. drop the away. Full containment. Oh, it's full contained. Yep. So in doing so, I sliced my finger wide open. With you still have a big with the sharper <laughs> sharpest science allows iron will broadhead. Sure, sure. And as are. I'm at full draw, I'm thinking, wow, that that hurts. I wonder that if that's going to be a problem. In a minute, but at the moment, it felt like a paper cut. I'm like, well, who fucking cares about this cut? I'm going to shoot this buck that I think is a monster. And so I'm like, monster buck. I'm freaking out. It's on public land, highly pressured, as I'm learning later on. Like, like this property has been pounded hard, and I did not realize that. Um, so full draw, 20 yards. All of a sudden, I hear this pop. I'm like, what the hell is that? My tubing from my peep sight. Snapped. Greg has warned me about this, but it's never been a problem ever it's until problem. I'm at full draw is. on a deer. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a problem until it is. Until it's slapping you in the face. So, so it did. Dingle dongle. Yeah. Shaking yeah. on your nose. I was very. I was so confused. So my hand is like starting to throb. I'm confused about what's happening here. I'm like, I can't line the shot up really, but I was on the mark a second ago, and so I'm like, I think I'm still good. I'm trying to like figure it out. I'm like, I. I think I'm okay here. Some quick calculus. <laughs> so, yeah, right. Like whatever that means coming from me. And uh, throw a stick. So I let it rip. Let it rip. Whew, pop. I'm like, and he runs off, and I'm like, I don't think it. I don't think that worked. <laughs> <laughs> As I look, goes. <laughs> and I watch the footage. This is like, like my wife laughed out loud. You look back. I look. I, it's like. So the the style of our show, which you guys know, is like a mockumentary, right? Mm-hmm. Jace zooms in on my face. You can see the rubber thing dangling, <laughs> and I go, "Not good." <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely perfect. And then I hold up my finger, just gobs of blood coming down my just hand. Gushing. <laughs> Perfectly bad. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> call my wife for a documentary. Not, not good for trying to kill a deer. Yes. <laughs> call my wife. She's like, "You really are the okayest hunter. You got to be kidding me." So, but hold on. You call me. Yeah. And and he and he unpacks what just happened. He's like, "Do you think I can I can kill a buck with with this bow the way it is?" I'm like, "I don't I don't highly I no don't do it. <laughs> don't, uh, nope. No. Well, it gets better because we went. I had to go back to the truck." Believe it or not, I had a first aid kit in there. So he calls me. I'm heading back to the truck to get a first aid kit. Walk of shame. I'm bleeding all over the place. Those freaking iron wheels are really sharp. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> As well they should be. 
well, I'm going to go back. I'm going to bandage this thing up, and I'm going to go back out. Because I left all my stuff yeah. there, you know? Yep. I didn't know what I was dealing with yet. I just knew I'd, I was like, this is becoming a problem. I got to fix this. Did you bring your bow this. with you? No. No. It Kind of because I was like, look, this is a problem. We got to go. And my bow is broken, I think. And I don't have any arrow. I have one broadhead left. Yep. Which is a QAD that I had from years ago. That's the one that stuck on that arrow. Because mm-hmm. at this point, I lost a broadhead in the in the swamp. For yep. just It just got taken from my quiver. Yeah, and I still haven't run from across the, it. The, but the there's been like 20 other guys through there by now. So, so. who knows? They probably yeah. cut themselves on it. Somebody's very happy with that arrow. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's like, and shit, a $100 arrow. Right? <laughs> we get back to the truck, and all of a sudden, this guy's like, you're that guy on TikTok coming from a construction vehicle. So I talked to him. He showed me a picture of an albino nine-point that's in the area, and he's talking about how he saw a doe, uh, a doe get bred by a buck on the, on the where we're at. And I'm like, oh, cool. So they're back here. It's ruddy. That's good. Walking back to the spot, I get a, a message from someone else that's in the area. With the, all of a sudden, I got a picture of my own truck coming to me saying, spotted the OKS hunter in flannel. I'm like, <laughs> hey, who the hell is this guy? You know, He's like, don't worry. There's another hunter back there. He's gone now. It's all yours. I was like, because they're working on this construction stuff. They're all the way back in this area. Chainsaws going off. I'm like, well, we got good intel in the area. Okay, mm-hmm. bucks are breeding does, and there's no other hunters. You send a video of gauze around <laughs> your finger. OKS hunter in action. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> So then, uh, yeah, and the gauze is not working. It was just had totally to wrap the meat back up. So it was pretty bad, huh? It was, it was oh, it was bad. I uh, I eventually went to the doctor later that night and got a tetanus shot, and they cleaned it up. And it didn't need stitches because I actually did gauze it up pretty tight that it didn't become that. a problem. And they gave me antibiotics, all the jazz. But uh, so we go back. And I'm like, you know, I I could probably like trad bow this thing if it gets close enough. This buck on the way back in came back to where we shot him and stopped in front of us. And just stood there. I was like, that's the buck. And I was like, and he is not a monster for the record. But to me at this point, might as well be because I need to shoot something before my wife murders me or poisons me or something. And, uh, and my daughter who has been like, did you get one? She wants to eat. She wants to eat the deer. So I'm like, I don't give a shit what it is. I'm shooting it. And this is public land and it's in my boat. So anything's a trophy, right? I don't give a crap. But I see this deer and I see him just saunter off. Like a cocky son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. And he just walks in, and he's. Got I'm like, good, I'm like, you know, what? I think we we could. I'm like, we could call this. We could call him in. Let's get back to where we're going. We're still gonna be in good wind favor. So I'm rattling. I'm grunting. I'm running around like a freaking maniac trying you to pretend I'm a deer. Oh yeah, I'm stomping, oh, yeah. brushing up trees. Branches? I'm breaking branches. I'm doing all this stuff. Nothing. The buck's not coming back. So we sit a little bit longer because I'm like, there's a lot of buck sign back here. Like maybe he's not the only one. Well, whatever. At this point, I call Greg. I'm like, Greg. Realistically, I don't think I can kill a deer with this bow. Like it's gonna be an it's gonna be an ethical yeah, he's issue. Like, well, what should I do? I'm like, well, you could run over to store A, and he said, no, I will not go back there after the <laughs> issue I had. I said, so did well, they, sorry. our 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 favorite our favorite archery shop is just down the way, and they're open in oh a half an hour. Mm-hmm. You should go there, and he did. Did the tubing break? It just popped off. But, but it popped off because it broke right there. Gotcha. Yeah, so I couldn't split. get it back on. Because usually, like, when it slides, there's that it could plastic just pop prong, off. Yeah. and then it gets, like, all weathered. Yeah, it was weathered there, but I couldn't get it back on. So then uh, I was like, all right, Jace, let's get some breakfast, because why not? And so him and I had some great conversations. Jace is a great guy. Did you have the okay omelet? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I got one of those. Uh, I never had this before, shockingly, but you just take Corona and tomato juice, and that's the drink. I forget what it's called. Instead of tequila, or tequila, instead of like vodka and tomato juice, it's literally beer and tomato juice. Mm. It's called the poor man's bloody, Interesting. or something. It wasn't bad. 
Hey, might try that this week. I always chase a bloody down with a beer. You just do half and half, and and then that's a poor man's bloody. So anyway, I had one of those and trying to like shake this off, and I was like, you know what? There's some private land right down the road from where we're eating uh, breakfast that I've had permission on for almost two years. I've never set foot on it, and uh, I said, let's just go check it out because we're over here, and let me just see because if I can hunt on Saturday. Like, this might be an opportunity. So we go there. He's got it all on film of us scouting around there and stuff. And there's not much for buck sign at all. There's a couple small rubs in one spot. But it's along a river. There's a lot of oxbows twisting and turning through there. There's some good-looking, maybe some coverage for bedding area. And I'm like, yeah, I think if I were going to put in here with this type of wind, it's going to be this, which apparently is a dead tree. Mm-hmm. Very dead. <laughs> a very dead tree. All four of them. Yeah. And uh, was a dead elm. No, it's an ash tree. Dead ash. Hit by an uh, emerald ash borer. Yeah, classic. But uh, so I was like, okay, I marked it on Spartan Forge, and Spartan Forge is predicting full range movement, very abnormal on Saturday. Winds in my favor for what I, how I would hunt that based on where I think the deer could be. So then Saturday morning, I uh, get out there. Uh, my buddy Joel came with me. He hunted the south end of the property. And uh, it, it took me way too long to get into this damn tree because where I thought I was going to climb, it wasn't going to work. So then I was like pondering, do I need to pick a different tree altogether? <laughs> and I was like, I don't think there are any. This is it. This is the tree. So then I found mm-hmm. a different way to deal with it. You eventually, Greg, saw how I set up on that. And it worked out. As I, I had like three things coming up. And where I was shooting towards, I was silhouetted by the, the forest behind me. It, but, but any other angle, I'm looking like probably a sore thumb out there. You know? But there's enough limbs coming out of this thing that maybe I look like another limb or something. You know? So I was like, okay. And it's comfortable. I could lean back and... You know, it's just, uh, it worked out for, with the saddle really nicely. I don't know if it worked out with the tree stand as much, but so then I get out there after making all the noise in the world, trying to get set up and thing, breaking all the twigs. So I have a, a good shooting range, like lane and stuff. And uh, I had my big Kamek boots on because it was so cold. I thought I'd want to be warm. Like, are those like rubber boots? They're huge, dude. Huge. <laughs> so I had the worst time getting into this damn thing. I could barely lift my leg it up. It makes climbing up your steps and everything so much oh, harder. Oh, it's terrible. Which again goes are back. Like big bibs on. You yeah. can't bend your freaking Oh, God, it's awful. So then yeah. I'm like. Lift your foot up. <laughs> I'm yeah, using my hands to get my foot in the freaking thing. Which harkens back to when I had the the old API stand. I used to use these Mickey Mouse boots. So like those, that was the worst combination in the world, folks. I tell you. Uh. Everything felt like a struggle. Now I know why. It doesn't need to be a struggle. <laughs> so whatever, I get up all set up, and all of a sudden, like, you know, 645, 650, I'm hearing all this grunting and chasing going on just northwest of me in what I perceive to be bedding area in this oxbow of this river, this river bend. And I'm thinking, oh, yeah. I got on a video. I'm like, they're coming my way. This is going to happen. They're f- this run activity. I'm all jacked up. And then... uh out of the corner of my, my left eye across the river from me, I, I catch moving, I hear a twig snap or something, and I look, and it, it's this buck. And I'm like, holy shit, there's a freaking deer right there just standing there. And it looked like a, like a six-pointer. It's a very wide-looking rack, but I was like, it's a very shallow rack. It doesn't have all these tines like yours does. And so I just, it just looked like a six pointer. Like maybe, I thought it was like a big six. And he's on the other side, <coughs> other of, the side of the river. Other side of the tracing or other? Other, other side, side of the river than the chasing. chasing I'm, I'm within side. an oxbow. He's on the opposite side of the river in a different, like, little wooded lot. Just standing there. Just standing there, listening to this happening. He okay, can hear gotcha. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can hear it. So then uh, the doe eventually busts through all the stuff, runs right underneath my tree. Right. 
I don't know if she saw me or not. I think she may have caught my wind because she eventually went downwind of me. But she's running around like she's getting, you know, it's not good for her. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a long day. Yeah. And so I don't want to give a shit about her at this point. Maybe you should care about the dose. Uh, Apparently, I put out a video and I was like, you got to care about the dose. I'm like, yeah, okay. You didn't see everything else that's going on. I'm watching. I literally have eyes on a buck watching her. And then there's another buck chasing her that I never got eyes on. So he could have been colossal fraud or it could have been a little dink. I have no idea. But the buck that I watched across the river, I watched him cross the river, which I've never witnessed before. That was That's a cool. really cool sight to see. So already I'm like, this hunt's a success. I'm, and the last time on Wednesday, short of my slice and my hand open, my bow breaking was a success. I put Heck myself yeah. in the right spot. You know, I'm yeah. thinking that I'm doing the right things here. I'm putting myself in an area where I'm seeing bucks. I'm getting shots at bucks. This is great. Well, then that buck crosses the river, shakes off, and then immediately head down, full chase. Grunt going into it. I was like, wow, that was really cool. Dang. That was pretty cool to see. And uh, then I just lose him for a while. I'm thinking, like, do I need to get down and, like, get my grunt tube and call and, and, and hit some antlers on a, on a tree and yeah. get them to – there's two bucks over there, like, all rowdy. Like, they're clearly paying attention to these sounds and things like that. Like, I'm, I, I'm the wind's in my favor. I could I could make a move on these guys. You know, let's draw them in. I didn't have to do that. That buck, eventually, I caught movement through the brush, and uh, he was headed directly uh, east – through the thick stuff, heading my way. And he's either going to pop out at 30 yards or 20 yards. Can I ask, how long was the, the gap between when you lost sight of them to when he came back? Uh, five minutes. And I could still hear stuff, you know? Okay, yeah. And uh, so then he, I could see him. So then he's heading uh, west to east through this thick stuff. I can see the movement happening. And all of a sudden I see him turn. Straight 90 degree turn heading south, which is what I, he's going to pop out in my shooting lane, right? And so I drew back. I had, and I was, before I drew back, I had to change my sight pin because I had it set for 30 things. He's going to pop out there. And as long as he's still going, I'm like, okay, it's going to be 20. Uh, draw back at 20. And I'm, I'm, I'm anchored in. I'm ready to go. He gets to the spot. And I, guys, for the first time in my hunting career, I said, meh. Meh. <laughs> I was like, meh. <laughs> He looked up at me. He, I didn't realize this at the time, but there's no way that deer saw me based on how I was set up. But I thought, oh my God, he can see me now because I did the meh and I got to let this arrow rip now. <laughs> Fucking let it go. And, and so this is where it gets really interesting. Joel, who's completely south of me, later tells me, I heard meh, phew, pop. And I was like, you heard all of that? <laughs> he's like, he's like, dude, I heard the second I heard that I knew you got a dead deer. And then I texted him, just shot that deer. Cause he had seen him coming. Uh, he was across the river from, from where my buddy Joel was. And he, he's like, buck coming, your nice buck coming your way. So he, Joel watched him at 40 yards across the river. He couldn't get a shot on him. Nice. I didn't know that. So then, uh, I told Joel, I just got that buck that we had, you had seen. I just shot him. I don't know if I got him, but I shot him. And, I, and then I was like, it was a low shot. It felt low. I saw it hit. I heard it pop. It just seemed low because those arrows, vector arrows will drop, you know. Um, anyway, I get down. I go to where the arrow is. I'm just sitting there quietly looking at it, and it's got a lot of guts on it. I'm smelling it. Holly's like, my wife's like, you're smelling it? You're disgusting. I'm like, I'm trying to figure out what the fuck's going on here, you know. But there's also blood, good blood on there. And so I'm like, okay, well, quartering to, I've paid attention enough to all this deer hunting world stuff. I'm like, well, I think I got something here, but then it passed through the guts. Absolutely. Not all guts. So it's not a bad shot, I don't think, but let's just see. So I call Isaac Smith with Vector Custom Shop. Talk to him. Talk to Greg. Talk to you. Talk to my dad. 
I talked to all these uh, hunters that, that have experience with this stuff. I'm sending pictures of the arrow. What do you think? What do you think? Everyone's like, you got to stay out of there for four or five, six hours. Derek, you said, don't you dare go in there until one o'clock at least. I always And you were pretty bullish about it. Greg calls me and goes, I just talked to the boss man, and he said, don't go the fuck in there. (laughs) Not not so secretly, we had a conversation. Like, he said it in text. I was thinking it. I texted it to you right after he did. Then I got a – did I get a phone call from you, or did I call you? I think I called. We we might have talked three, four, five, six times. Yeah, we did. We're like, all right. He, he, he looks at me, goes, or he, he didn't look at me. Well, he, if I were standing I looked there, at you through the, phone. through the phone. I, we looked at each other. Do not let him go in there. <laughs> Done. Well, dude. So then I went and got breakfast with Joel. So, yeah. I backed out. Back, back up a right. second. Let me tell my side of the oh, story. Yeah. All right, so, all right. You and I have the conversation about not letting him go in there because if you don't know, your best bet is to wait. I, well, you were excited. We yeah, talked on the phone. Excited. Everyone is excited when you shoot. But I was also distraught because I was like, maybe this wasn't a good shot. Which is exactly why you should get the out of there. Yeah, that's why you 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 got to when in doubt back out. Oh, wrong. Nope. You can say get the out of there. There we go. (laughs) Anyway, so we have this conversation. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna hang up the phone and call Eric. Call Eric. Where are you? Why? I said, are you home? Well, I'm here. Well, where's here? Are you home or where? Well, no, Joel and I are sitting here. Okay, We're at well, the truck. We're at the truck. Okay, what are you doing? Well, Joel and I were thinking we should climb back up that tree and we should try and shoot another deer. And I'm like, mm, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> Joel Get and I were up. not a good influence on each other. <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? When's the last time you guys went and had breakfast? <laughs> you know, that doesn't sound like a bad idea. How, uh, where should we go? Well, sunny side up isn't too far away. And away you went. Mm-hmm. It worked out good. Second time been in that restaurant inside of a week because of deer hunting, and I haven't been there for years. That's pretty cool. That's funny. But, uh, yeah, so whatever, I go back home, hang out with the fam for a while, and tell Holly, I'm like, hey, I think 1 o'clock we're going to head back out there and track this yeah, thing. Yeah, we, we worked that plan out. We we waited the six. My dad was nearby, more. hunting a property nearby. Uh huh. So he's like, "Do you need any help?" I'm like, "Well, no, but like, you should come by. You come on, come on by. Um, you know, it's not going to hurt anything to have you there." Craig's going to be running camera, so you can help me yep. track. We tracked, 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 tracked. Blood was not looking great, but it wasn't bad. No. And then we found some bright colored blood with some oh, bubbles. Your dad's just like, "Man, I can't, I can't tell what this is." <laughs> Greg, what is this? Look at him, like, boys, that's lung blood. Look at all the bubbles. You sure? Oh yeah, bright red like that. All the bubbles in it. You got lungs. You think I hit both lungs? Well, pretty good chance you you hit one real good. You might have tickled the other, but you ended up with a little liver and a little gut right at the back end of the shot. Mm-hmm. So we so, we're tracking, tracking. We tracked this thing to the to the river, and I was like, oh no, he crossed. <laughs> there was one last little speck of blood. So we knew where he cana- crossed, right on the canary grass, right at the edge of the water. And you went one way, Chuck went the other. Nope, there's no blood here. And I look, and there's a path right who's, across the river. Who's the lucky pony going across? So Greg had his hip waders, and my dad and I did not have any waders of any sorts. Yep. So I said, Greg, why don't you cross first and see if you can toss those things over? Well, the river's wide enough that that was not going to happen. There's enough trees on the other side. Oh, yeah, there was, toss un- there was overstory. Like, there was no way it was getting intercepted, deflected. It wasn't going to be good. I'm like, so I get across the river, and Chuck is nowhere to be seen. We have no idea where he went. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> this is not. 
This is pretty common. Yeah, <laughs> this happened last time we tried yeah. it. We should have yelled Marco. He might have showed it back. Who knows? So I get across, and I'm and I'm looking, and I look down. There's two pat. It, it V's right from this point. Once you of, get across. Once you get across, there's like two, two trails, and then there's some that skirt the edge of the river. And I just, I kind of looked straight ahead, and I'm looking, and I see something. And I'm like, oh, okay. Enough said. I'm not going to say any more. Is that the video? You oh, sent yeah. me? Yeah. <laughs> like, right right after I crossed, I looked in there. I'm like, yeah, okay. This is, and right at then, I just got real warm feeling inside. You know? Hell, it's yeah. Like, oh, this is great. I'm awesome. still worried as shit. So, and I'm, and I'm is, just waiting. I'm that's let, normal. Yep, that's good. Yep, I'm letting him do his thing, and. He's yelling for his dad, and he's like, I don't know where the hell he went. <laughs> so I just crossed. So he's like, well, I said, I can't get my boots over there without dropping in the water. Well, hell with it. I'm just going to strip down on my boxers. And so off the boots, the pants, the socks. I tied my pants around my neck. Yep. You know, carry my boots because I figured we're going to be tracking this thing, you know. I got my my. I think you took my bow, or did I take my bow? No, you had you had everything with you. I just had I the did. camera. Yeah. I was in backpack, bow, had all good stuff. time to make a video. Yeah. <laughs> so he makes it across, and he stops, and he's he's kind of looking around. And he's like, I don't know where Dad is. Like he's he'll be here, you know, he'll be right right there. He's like, Well, what do you think? And I, I said, looked well, down. I did say, I was like, Hey, there's blood. That's said, good. That's I a good said, sign. Yeah. I said, Yep, there's there's blood there. And I said, and If you look that way, there's more blood. And he looks, and he looks around, and I look at him, and he looks, and he's like, Wait a minute. No, no, you said. Hold on, Eric. Take a second. Just look around. That's a cute. That anytime and it didn't. Says it didn't that, even occur to me. <laughs> but then I, then I, then I saw it, and I was like, the feeling that that overcame me, I inexplicable. That's why we do what we do. Because I had so much doubt. It's ineffable. Here's the reason I had so much doubt on that shot. When you're drawing back on foam targets, you have all the time in the world to to, you know, think that through. Get your 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 level right your pin in the right spot, all that stuff. I didn't have any of that. It was like, meh, oh my God, he's looking at me, shoot. Hits, he runs off, oh my God. I think I hit low. Uh, at this point, I still thought he was a six-pointer. <laughs> so when, when I came upon him, I was like, that is no six-pointer. This thing's a freaking brute. And I couldn't believe it. So then my dad's across the river, dressed completely. Dad, it's dead. It's dead. What? What? It's it's a bed. Dad's dead. It's dead. It's a dead deer. We got it. You got it. You. It's de- oh, it's dead. Just belt comes off. Starts throwing his oh, pants off. There's there's I'm clothing like, flying. I'm like, Dad, you don't. You don't so cool. You don't got to come over. He goes, No, no, no. I'm so excited. I'm coming. So he gets his ass across the river. Tidy whities Here comes Chuck. <laughs> he walks all the way up to the deer ass and what? just <laughs> wading across. Winter. I'm coming. I'm coming. All the way across the river, the moon doesn't put his boots on That's at all. Cool. Just told him, "Down your feet, cold." No, 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 my feet are fine. He carried his boots he over, and so then he tried excited. sliding them on, and he's like, "Ah, yeah, he screw this." He comes over, he goes, "I thought you said it was a six pointer." He goes, "That's no six pointer." I'm like, "Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was a, a big six, it, but it's not. You know, it's this fucking moose of a damn deer." Ground shrinkage sucks. Ground <laughs> expansion. Is pretty, <laughs> it was cool. <laughs> nice little pleasant surprise. I couldn't believe it. Dude, so. that's a beast of a buck. So what did you find? What was at the end of the blood trail? That was it. That was the. It was a ten point monster ten with point. a twenty two and a half ish inch spread. Wow. And yeah. uh, and my dad shot a ten pointer the next morning. 
equal age, probably equal caliber buck, very different rack, tall tines, almost touching, you know, as they wrap around. Mine's just this wide load, son of a bitch. Super so, cool. Um, yeah, I, private property, I got permission on for years, never been on it, never hunted a small 16-acre plot. Uh, you know, I for some reason, I had too much pride or something. I'm not going to hunt in private land, blah, blah, blah. But I thought, well, what the hell am I going to do? You know, I'm... Well, who cares? I think somebody <laughs> did say something to you about that, didn't didn't they? I don't know. Was it you? Yeah, Is that what you're getting at here? Might have, might have been. Well, it's only 16, 20 acres. It's not very big. I said, dude, I've killed deer off of five-acre pieces. And you have an opportunity to hunt that. I mean, with all the – how thick it is with the water, with the with the river winding through there, you'd be silly not to hunt it, on you know, during the rut. You and I looked at it on one of the podcast nights. After podcast, mm-hmm. you're like, I got access on this. What do you think? And I was like, I hunted the public. Right over there. Right so, did the road. so did I. So did I. Right across the road. There's lots of bucks on. Yeah. There's a creek there. They're going to run that in the rut. Let's like, go get out there. And yeah. then you made it yeah. happen, dude. You scouted it. You picked the tree. You got in the tree. You made it happen. You did it. Yeah, it yeah. felt just as normal as any it, other dude. damn hunt, like, you know, like still so wrought with cool. enough concern and issues. So happy but for you. Yeah. So, I, yeah, very, very excited. I dropped it off at the butcher on Monday morning before work. It's going to get caped out. Our buddy Jeff Genke, I'm going to request him that he does the mount. Awesome. And it's going to go in the podcast here where this, uh, I have to find a new spot for, for that. Uh, for the Euro. For the Euro mount. But, you know, I don't even know if that butt's going to fit here. Right? I'm not sure. Might have that wide, some... right? You might have to move your TV at this side. <laughs> Not sure. Put it on a swinging mount, that's all. I'm, yeah, I think maybe that'll be the way to go. So uh, we'll have to talk to our friends at Wicked North and see what they have for us. But anywho, that's that's the story. Um, my dad's he, he shot one right in the heart, broadside, and he, he called me. I have no idea where I hit it. It's a Sunday morning. Uh, can't find any blood. You know, this is the arrow. What do you think? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, Dad. If you hit a broadside... He, I think we've all had that happen. Where but he found like it and we, it was dead. We just, <laughs> you know? we get buck fever blindness from mm-hmm. it, or doe fever blindness, whatever. You just you're you're not thinking straight, mm. and you're not really paying attention to what where the sign is sure. and what happened. And it's easy to do, man. I, you know, not seeing any blood, well, no, because he didn't walk another five, six steps, and then all of a sudden it starts bleeding. You always assume, like, okay, yeah. this is where it was. It's going to be right here. Usually it's not right where you think no. it is, right? Like, it's always. No. And Greg's like, do you, we got to do all this stuff? Like, look, at least for this particular scenario, it's pretty cut dry. It's a 20 yard shot. I know where I hit him, I know where he went. Like, we'll figure that part out, the yeah. point of impact and stuff. And it, it worked out pretty fine. You know, it, yep. some, of the, some of the spots were harder to identify, but. It felt pretty smooth. The dirt's dark. And, like, going back through it, like, you guys were like, man, I don't see blood. And I just, you know, different perspective. That and black mm-hmm. mud. That black that mud. thick stuff along the... Mm-hmm. It's, it's really hard it's to see. It's very hard to see. But then all of a sudden, I was picking up blood. Like, it was better than we expected, what, what we initially thought. So the blood was there. Mm-hmm. It just because, we're, you know, where is it? Where's the next? Yeah. Yeah. We're looking on leaves. We're not necessarily seeing it in the mud. Mm-hmm. And I was able to find a bunch more in the mud. Best part about hitting a Corian two shot, that deer is half gutted. <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty cool. But you know, I wanted to. We're at about seven o'clock. I got I got Sam here running the camera. I told him about seven thirty, and uh, I, I wanted to switch gears a little bit. But it looks like you have something to say. Um, I do have Bo has texted. He wants to call in. So that's it. And we, add to something. So. Yeah. Phone lines. I'm gonna put the number on the screen. Uh, stand by while that happens. For the, anybody listening, we got a bunch of people in here. We got about twenty people in the in the live broadcast. Uh, it's two six two seven five seven forty one twenty two. 
Phone number's on the screen if you're watching. Give us a call. What I'm after here, though, I'm happy to hear some stories, but what I really want is to put my blaze orange hat on because the gun opener is happening here in Wisconsin in, like, a couple days. This looks really stupid. <laughs> it's hard to <laughs> go over the headset. Yeah, I got the headset on. But anyway, where are you going, and what are you taking? Where are you going? What are you taking? Where are you going? What are you bringing? Are you bringing a case of beer, a bottle of something? What, what's your gun? Where are you headed to? Uh, and if you're already at deer camp, I know different states open at different times, but you can backtrack and tell us where you, where you went and what you brought. Uh, so let's get the phone lines cracked wide open here. Uh, we already got one in the, in the queue. I think it is Bo. So he's been dying to call in Bo. You're live on the show. It's been a while since you've been here, man. How you doing? Uh Oh, Hey, can you guys hear me? We got you now. Yeah, Boom. We can hear you, buddy. Boom shakalaka. What's up, buddy? Hey, guys. Good, man. We're doing All right, good. you got me? Yep, yep, we got you good. Beautiful. Eric, congrats on that buck, brother. <laughs> hey, th- thank you. Honestly, uh, you know, this is like a first for me, but this is a many for you, so it feels like a big deal Dude, to me. You know, oh, awesome. not that, but hey, anytime you shoot a buck that gets your heart pumping, that's a, that's a bonus, man. Yeah, well, like hey, I said, I was happy um, with that six pointer a couple days <laughs> earlier. I don't really give a shit. <laughs> like it's, it was, it happened since I saw a big one. It, it would have shot anything. Oh man, congratulations! That was an awesome. We're so pumped for you. Awesome job, man. And you were there with Derek when he got this this freakazoid of a buck. How many points is this thing, Derek? Twelve. Ten pointer. He's got two little two little guys. Can here. you count those? Yeah. Well, according to Bo, they're hey, over an inch. Hey. Those two little guys count. <laughs> Looks like a thorn bush, man. My wife would agree. <laughs> so Derek, tell me, I'm like, hey, those are going to be over an inch. That's going to matter on that score, brother. Like, you have to acknowledge those. So Bo is a, I mean, the guy is more deer crazy than I am. And when as soon as he walks up to this deer, he tells me exactly what he thinks it's going to score. And I'm just like, this is the biggest deer I ever shot in my life. I don't even know. Like, what's the number? <laughs> <laughs> and then he he scores it for me, and I think I made him do it twice because <laughs> I didn't want him to overscore it. And God damn it, he was like spot on, dead right. This guy is unbelievable. Helped cool. put me on this deer. It was amazing. Thank you again. No, brother. it that was. Oh man, it was probably one of the coolest things ever. So Derek texts me at like ten thirty, and I'm like. Dude, I can't believe you I haven't seen any deer yet. <laughs> like this stand, usually you can see all sorts of does and little bucks cruising, and you can see almost 200 yards. And I'm like, how hasn't he seen any deer yet? And then all of a sudden he texts me and he goes, "Dude, I see a giant, and it's got a little bit of a limp to it." And uh, a little while later he texts me, uh, and now it's bedded. And so he and then. About 15 minutes later, he goes, what do you think I should do? And I, I don't remember exactly what I said. I would have probably have to go back through the text. But I, I think I said something like, take your boots off and make it happen. <laughs> or something like that. Screenshot that. Something weird. And I said, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Like the wind was really strong that day. It was out of the Northwest. And one of the reasons that we had to put Derek um, in his mobile setup versus one of our stands and come to find out that freaking deer went embedded in the exact buck bed that we set that stand up for. So 
like that was like every when Derek told me, "Hey, it's about seventy-five or eighty yards from the stand." I'm like, "No shit!" Like that <laughs> is, I know exactly where it is. I said, "I know there's a line of trees you can almost sneak within forty yards to," and come to find out, he snuck within twenty-eight yards of that damn thing. And so I'm sitting there on pins and needles, and. He sends me a video of this giant rack looking left and right. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So I like, I'm, I'm with my father-in-law and the guy that owns the land and I'm pacing back and forth for probably 30 minutes, 45 minutes, whatever it is. And then all of a sudden, like Derek isn't keeping me informed at all, which he probably shouldn't have been, <laughs> My bad. but I, I'm pacing back and forth, and all of a sudden they get a text that says, bring the truck, homie. <laughs> and I jump. I jump out of my chair, and I am screaming as loud as I can. I'm like, let's go. Are you kidding me? He killed it. He killed it. He killed it. And all this time I'm thinking it's this other buck that I have on camera. He's, he's probably a mid-160s, 10-point. And I'm like, I'm freaking out. I'm like hugging Lou. I'm hugging Tom. I'm like, this is incredible. Like, this is like what we do this for. Like, I'm freaking out. <laughs> and uh, a little while later, like, I'm calling Derek and I'm calling him and I'm calling him. And he's not answering. He's not answering. He's not answering. And I'm like, what a dick. Like, <laughs> he shoots his deer and then he sees me hanging. <laughs> and so I go, so I'm, I'm like, you know what? I have the truck loaded up. I have all of my gutting stuff. I'm like, I'm going to gut this deer for him. That's how excited I am. <laughs> like, I have all my gutting equipment in there. Like, I'm ready to freaking rock and roll. And finally, Derek calls me, and I'm already probably 10 or 15 minutes down the road. And he calls me. He's like, hey, sorry, I wasn't answering. But I got that buck that you sent me in here for. And he's bedded in the same exact spot. Like, you need to get your father-in-law in there. And so I instantly slam on the brake. <laughs> and I turn around and we go and get my father-in-law's bow. And I am going a little faster than I was supposed to. <laughs> Let's just say we set records on the F-150. <laughs> Is it that twin turbo F-50? <laughs> so... Yeah, so we get we get all the way down to this river property, and I'm going Mach 10 across this farm field, and like I'm like I should probably slow down because this this deer can probably see the dust storm that's coming behind me. <laughs> so we get to the edge of this cornfield, and the way that property lines up, I know I can probably drive all the way to where the um, like the entrance of one of the stands is. So Derek, while he was there, he's telling me where he is. And, I'm, and he said, as I look back straight to the east, I can see a stick stand going up there, like an old stick stand. And I said, okay, I know exactly where that is. So we make a beeline for that, me and my father-in-law. And we get to the wood edge. And I'm like, Tom, but my father-in-law's name is Tom. I said, Tom, you need to take your boots off. And he looked at me. Like, what the hell is your problem? Like, what do you mean I need to take my boots off? And I'm like, well, we need to get stealthy. Like, let's get weird about this. 
So I, we took our boots off and I can see Derek. Like I peek over this edge and I can see Derek and he's pointing to his, his right. And so we sneak in and we get, um, after a phone call with Derek, we line up a series of trees. There's probably what Derek, probably like 10, 10 trees that were in the way. Yeah. Once you guys and, went to the North we just a little line bit, you got behind them. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So we line up these trees and just walk right along this. Every time the wind really picked up, we, uh, took two or three steps and it probably only took us about 15 minutes to get where Derek was. And we're sitting there forever. And I, I backed off a little bit because I didn't want to make too much noise going forward. And Derek and Tom are sitting there and there's, there's nothing happening. And Derek whips me his grunt call. And so I grab his grunt call and I go probably 75 to 80 yards north and I start making noise. I start making grunts. I start making scrapes on the ground. I start doing all this crazy stuff and nothing's happening. Derek's doing scrapes back behind them, breaking branches, nothing's happening. And so I called Derek. I'm like, Hey, do you have any rattling antlers? And he goes, yeah, but they're up in my tree. So if you've ever tried to climb Derek's setup, I don't know <laughs> what your setup is. It's gotta be a lone wolf, something, right? Yeah. But if you try to climb Derek's setup, uh, it's ridiculous. We're just saying like, he's short too. So like, boots on. <laughs> but well, here's the deal. So not only is it ridiculous if you have boots on, but if you do not have boots on that cable thing that hangs down, Oh, that's terrible. It's Those are extremely haters. painful when you don't yeah. have boots on. Yeah. <laughs> you got to step it's ridiculous. Quick, step real so fast. So I climb up. I think Derek's up. Like Derek was up in the tree. I think it was like 128 feet. <laughs> And so I climb all the way up to his 128 foot where his backpack is, and I grab his antlers, and I'm like, I'm not climbing down with these because I'm going to die. I just drop them out of the tree. I heard you drop them. <laughs> it sounded like a cow walking over there. We're good. I'm guessing we're good. So I come back down, and I go over raking it or whatever, and Derek gives me the amp it up and I amped it up. And so the deer was not where it was supposed to be. But the best part about the entire story, like the, uh, that night buck runs away. But when I went up to Derek, like, I don't even know who checked who, but it was freaking awesome because I knew for a fact, like when Derek gets amped about it, he said it was the big deer that he shot. I'm like, man, this is why we do what we do. So we we hug, we laugh. He told, me. and then um, we followed exactly the path of the arrow. So he showed me where he was. We went right to the brush pile where that buck bed has been for. I think, honestly, that buck bed has been there for about six years, five six years, like just nasty downfall. And there's been a lot of stuff that's fallen off since, but we go to there and instantly, like we, we go around the corner and you just see this giant bed and there's blood all over it. And I like the whole time I felt like I shot the deer, like I am shaking 
so bad. <laughs> like, this is incredible. And I'm like, are you sure he's down? Like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, like, come on, man. Like, give me something. You saw the blood, and brother. And so, <laughs> yeah, I saw the blood. And so we looked around for his arrow for a little bit. And I'm like, dude, screw the arrow. Like, let's just go find this thing. And so we start following this, this runway and there is blood everywhere. So we're walking and we're walking and we only made it maybe 50 yards. And I can see this giant frame sticking up from this uh, canary grass. And I just started laughing. Like, I'm like, dude, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, Look at the size of that deer. So we walk up to it, man. And, I'm not kidding you. That that's something I'll never forget. Like that deer is very, very impressive, and it was it was something that I'm very, very grateful that I could have been a part of. Not as grateful as me. Cool brother. to hear no, the other another end of the story. Yep. That's pretty cool to hear the other like another perspective. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean it was it was probably the most fun and the most nervous because I had nothing to do with it. Like I, I couldn't control anything. So I'm on the backside of this thing and Derek tell me what he's doing. And I'm like, man, I know exactly what I would do. Come on, man. Come on, man. And I'm just freaking, <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Like my father-in-law, my father-in-law was looking at me and he goes, there is something seriously wrong with you. I'm like, you don't understand. Like, look <laughs> at the size of this deer. <laughs> so the whole time, and then when we walked up on it, man, I I honestly felt like I shot it. Like, that's how excited I was. Like, I was so pumped for Derek that you, you have no idea. It was unbelievable. It was it was an unbelievable night, and we, we got to celebrate and hang out and hang it up in the garage, man, and you, me, and Lou had beers, and... When your dad got back, Lou was pouring shots, and we were talking, and your dad must have shook my hand and hugged me about 20 times. I never I never felt so validated as a deer hunter in my life. <laughs> I was like, I did it. I made Seriously. it. But, yeah, but, well, you know what, though? Like, no, not many people. What I, I continue to tell Derek, like, a lot of people may have been able to get up to that spot, but when that deer started to stand up and then, like, gave him a good opportunity, there's not many people that can calm their nerves enough to settle their pin and go through their routine and let a shot rip. Like, that's what I told them. Well, they had to have that's the patience to, to stock up on it in their good. socks for, for an hour and a half. Like, that's also not normal. Like... That would, oh, absolutely. Like, that's, yeah, no, that's the part that blows right. me away. Because I would have been like, I'm a really impatient person. <laughs> <laughs> I would have had a really hard time with that. Yeah. I would have been like, ah, oh, hell, I'm just going to make a, I'm going to sprint over there. You know, it would have been. Wheels. Yeah. <laughs> just barrel roll. But, exactly. I mean, he did, he did everything absolutely perfect. So, I mean, hats off to Derek. Like, he 100% deserves that deer. They, I mean, it's a deer of a lifetime. When you grab that deer, Derek, I don't know if you said anything because I was dealing with a screaming kid, but when when you walk up on a deer and you grab its antlers and you say, I don't know what more you want from a whitetail. Like, he's got height. He's got width. 
He's got mass. He's got extreme beating on the bases. He's got a little bit of extra stuff. I mean, just one of the most beautiful white tails that you'll ever see. It's definitely a cool and unique deer. It's awesome. Bo, thanks yeah. for, for calling was, in, man, it, and it sharing that. Dude, we got to get you Absolutely. back in here soon, too. I, Absolutely. I don't mean to rush you off, but I got, like, four other people behind you, and uh, – it makes me all like kitty wampus over here. I get all weird about it. Thank you so much, Bo. You and your dad, <laughs> no man. problem. Guys. Hey, I, I just got so much it. respect for what you guys do. Thanks for inviting me down, man. It, it is an absolute blast. Thanks again, buddy. Hey, no problem, guys. Hey, appreciate the call. All Tell right, the Eric family again, hi. Congratulations on that, dude. Thanks. Thanks. See yep, you, buddy. Will do. All right, see you guys. All right, so I'm gonna bring this next caller on. And then I'm going to go to the bathroom. Do it. And we can all take turns doing that if Do we it. need to. <laughs> so it's between those two things. So next on the line, Alex Plu, who we know. He's been a fan of the show for some time. Alex, welcome to the show. You're live on the podcast. What's up, guys? Hey, <laughs> hey Alex. Alex. Pretty good, man. How you all doing? Oh, well, man. Keep, We're keep having a blast. Yep, having a blast. Looks like you had some success as well. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes, yes. Along with Eric, it was all right there in the same time frame almost. I think just a day apart. Yeah. How would uh, how did your hunt shake out? Do what now? How did, how did your hunt all go down? Oh, uh, so it was Sunday morning, 13th. Um, it was on my, my private lease here in south central kansas uh about 75 acres um we got out there like 10 minutes before our first shooting light and we're sitting there cussing god dang it we're late we're late we gotta hurry up and get out there so we go running out and my buddy he parks in some a cedar thicket uh right near where uh the bucks travel through near some doe bedding um off the end of a big rub scrape line he sets up on the ground um and some cedars and i go back towards the back of the property and actually climbed up an old ladder stand of the landowners and then set my platform for my saddle above it and got up there in this old tree that it was just in a good spot to see where these bucks come through and uh I start seeing some does moving, and uh, of course the does, they see me in this tree like instantly. They come in and just peg me. I'm like, well, shit, that's a good way to start. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think I swear the first first eight does come in and just peg me right off the gate. I'm like, well, good thing I'm not hunting does today, I guess. <laughs> and so they move on and go around me and uh, start getting some little bugs. I did a little rattling sequence. It's like 7:45, you know first light or sunrise was like i think seven o'clock so it's a few minutes past sunrise it's like 18 degrees real feel with the and everything so it's a cold morning uh sunny morning um so i bang the antlers together a little bit do a few grunts and then hang the horns up uh i get like three or four young bucks start coming in looking around checking things out and then have a a good nine point three year old nine point come in right behind me to like 12 yards and i grab my bow and i'm thinking about it i'm like 
man, he's pretty young. There's other deer in here. It's still early. I'm going to wait. Well, he turns back around and starts walking back the way he came from, and he just stops, and he's just staring to the north. And I'm trying to see what he's looking at. Well, I see another buck coming, and it's the buck I end up shooting. And this nine point's just staring at him, won't move from where he's at, and is just staring at him. And my buck gets within about 15 yards of him and just starts pinning his ears back and putting his head down and doing that stiff-legged sideways walk that they do up to this nine point. And this nine point's just looking at him. And then just like, yep, nope, don't want nothing to do with that. And just turns and walks around him about 20, 30 yards, just totally gets out of his way. And he comes, basically starts coming the same trail that nine point and a couple other young bucks did right behind me. And I start to turn around because I'm going to have to turn around and like shoot at like my seven o'clock from the saddle, which ain't bad shot. So I'm starting to turn and watching him over my right shoulder. And all of a sudden he decides to turn to his right and go up my weak side, which I just have a ton of branches and bramble that I can't shoot through. And my wind is actually blowing right towards where he's heading to. And I'd put out some, just some black widow, uh, doe and heat just for some stint coverage to maybe try and help give me an extra second. And so he's coming in, getting close and he's about five yards from my lane and only like 12, 13 yards away. And I draw. And of course he just stops and I can't do nothing besides just sit there and try and hold it. And of course it feels like forever when they do that. And I finally have to let down because I'm sitting there holding for so long and it's so cold and I hadn't moved for an hour. And so I let down and luckily he didn't even flinch when I let down, didn't even turn his head or nothing. Cause he was like, right next to me just 12 yards right there i was really afraid he was going to see me let down but he didn't turn his head didn't do nothing started walking again drew again and right as he's sticking his head into my shooting lane he stops again and just starts sniffing i'm like oh shit he's gonna bust me he's gonna wind bust me and he's sitting there sticking his head up and he starts to take some more steps again and starts angling away from me a little bit and finally gets that shoulder out in the opening and I just put it behind his shoulder and let him have it. And uh, ended up getting the back, the back of both lungs and he takes off. And of course, as he takes off back the way he came from, the tree he walked around to face up to that nine point, there's one of the massive eight points I've been looking to see come stepping out. <laughs> uh, and that buck runs into that buck runs up to him and everybody he wanted to fight before. He didn't want nothing to do with that dude and took off running back into the, the cedar thicket where all the does went. Um, my buddy an hour before that actually shot his like 11 yards off the ground. I didn't, I didn't say that already, right? No. No. Okay. Well, like an hour before that, he's he's texting me saying he's screwed because he can't find his grunt call because he took it out of his pack <laughs> to show his brother who's just getting into hunting kind of how to grunt, and he left it laying in his garage. Well, he's got deer moving 
across this open horse pasture like 200 yards away and he sees a decent buck so he just just mouse grunts at it as loud as he can a couple times and the deer keeps moving on he figures all oh, that deer didn't hear me whatever and he just kind of sits back down in the cedar tree and he's sitting there not really paying attention and all of a sudden he turns and this deer's at like 50 yards coming to him straight to him and uh so he's getting his bow and getting all ready and he's watching and this deer just literally walks right up to him he's just sit down in between some cedar trees on the edge of them deer comes up to him right at like 12 11 12 yards looks at him and like what's that and then just turns away and keeps walking and lets him draw turns and looks at him again and then turns and keeps walking again and he hits him and uh makes a real good shot he actually hit him uh pretty much head on right in the front shoulder right in front of the front shoulder and we thought we couldn't find the arrow we never did find the arrow um and had very little blood and then got lucky and i spotted it across the the woods there was a coyote eating on its ass and i saw the movement and we found his deer since he shot his first we went and looked for it first and found it got it gutted gave mine a few more hours to sit um then we went looking for mine and didn't have we had decent blood from the start and then followed it for a little while then lost it and find it again then lost it again and found it again and he went into this real big cedar thicket area we heard a doe blowing back over that way like an hour earlier and uh there was no way it was from us the wind we had perfect wind on it there's no way it was from us so and we were walking that way when we lost blood. We're like, well, we'll just grid search this way. And I had a, a food plot down there on the south property line. And I started going down there and I walked to that food plot and checked the lanes coming in and out of that food plot and didn't see anything and popped back out into the other cedar thicket. And instead of taking this one lane right up the edge of the timber line, um, I popped back out and I didn't know where my buddy was, and I'm just looking, and he calls me. He's dead as shit, and I was within, like, 20 yards of him when I walked up to the edge of that food plot and was looking in the timber, and I just couldn't see him. And he was stiff as a board. He probably was dead within the first hour. Um, But, yeah, it was a fun day. Doubled up on some good Kansas rutting bucks. Heck, yeah. That's awesome, man. Congrats. Congrats. Big deal. Cheers to that. It's amazing. You got a beer in hand over there or what? Congrats to you, Eric. Yeah. Do what? I was saying, you got a beer over there or what are you you drinking? He's I wish. I'm at work right now. I'm on. Don't drink at work. What are you doing drinking at work? (laughs) I went to to second shift uh, on the 7th of November. So it was right when things were getting heated up. And uh, it kind of sucked at first, but. It's worked out now, so I got to where I was hunting in the mornings, and of course I shot him on a Sunday morning. So I'd actually missed a buck the week prior to that, and then, or no, two weeks prior to that, I missed the buck low on Saturday, and then on Monday, the seventh, I hit a buck right at last light and called the dog in the next morning and never found it. Yeah. 
Um, Wasn't meant so, to be. Yeah, I'd hit two bucks and yeah, and drew back three times. So hoping maybe I can find that one here after season's over and make at least the end of the story on it because I I really didn't know how big he was, but uh, doesn't matter now. The buck I ended up killing, we taped it out today and. He came out to 165 and 28 with before any deduction. So I was super proud and happy with that. Like 38 inches of mass measurement. Damn. No, that's awesome. So, Thanks for yeah, where you, congratulations where you, to you, Eric. I just no, thank you. And do you, when's your gun ahead. season? Are you going out for gun season? Where are you going? What are you bringing? Uh, our gun season's not till the first Wednesday after Thanksgiving every year. Wow. So and I I usually don't partake in gun. I'll go out and hunt, but I usually always take my bow. You're hardcore. Thanks for calling in, buddy. We're gonna get to the next callers in line. Yep. Appreciate you sharing yep. your story. It sounds good. Congrats. You guys good have work, a good man. night. Good, yeah, you too. good luck Congrats. the rest of your season. Thank you. Thanks. I'm back. All right, next up, I know this caller. This is uh Clay Thurman. Clay Thurman's a freaking killer. Clay, you're live on the podcast. What's up, dude? Well, that was a nice, nice thing for you to say right when I got on. Very nice welcome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could have just talked shit and said, you know, you're an asshole, but. <laughs> oh, shots fired. Oh. Congrats, man. Hey, thanks. And, and you know, look at the, do you see, are you watching this live? Do you see that what's on our table right here? I'm watching you live. I'm currently getting this drop time deer. Oh, Ooh, that's right. Yep, he did like whack a, he whacked a drop tine deer. That a girl. Uh, but I, I was earlier. Are you talking about uh, Derek's deer? Yeah, he brought the rack here. It's crazy. I'm not. I'm not. I don't think I've seen a rack this big it. in hand in person. I saw it earlier. I was cooking dinner for the girls and kind of listening, and I peeked over at the phone for a little bit. And uh, it's great deer, bud. Thank you. Appreciate it. Congrats on yours as well. Yeah, they're just falling. Yeah. Where are you? So you're in? Yeah. Are you? You're back uh, in Illinois now, right? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I moved back where the big deer are. Clearly, you guys. Clearly, uh, right. <laughs> so, are you? Do you have a deer camp that you go to, or no? <laughs> For like gun? Uh, I I have a couple different ones that I go to, but it's not. It's not my deer camp. It's just. A, a gathering, you know, and, and yep. guys text and say, hey, I'm having deer camp at my house this night. But really what it means is come drink beer with us and we'll visit. Yeah, that sounds accurate. So I've got uh, I've got another week of vacation left here. And I've been off since, I don't know, I've, I've basically been hunting since the 25th real hard. Oh, man. And uh, I like tonight, I went and sat again tonight, and, and it's been pretty nasty weather here. In Illinois, I don't know if you've had the same thing up there in Wisconsin. Yeah, it's we're getting snow and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah, not great. It's supposed to so. continue snowing throughout the night here. Yeah, if I if I uh, if I go to deer camp, I'll be taking E. H. Taylor small batch. Ooh. So from the where are you going? What do you? Yeah, yeah. What, what are you yeah. doing? What are you taking? I'm, I'm taking E. H. Taylor small batch, and I'm going to drink it. <laughs> I'm going to drink All it. All of it. I'm going. I, this was uh, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> this is an interesting. Uh, this was an interesting story on this deer that I that I had shot earlier in this week. I I had purchased a 
uh, a piece of property back home here, and it, it's where we live now. But it was just 40 acres, but it's, I mean, it's a dynamite 40 acres, right? And I've got a bunch of people around me who also manage the deer. So, you know, it's, it's a really nice little setup. And the guys, uh, there was a, a slick, big, uh, big eight pointer. And I shoulder shot him probably a week ago. So I was pretty down in the dumps. And after that was over, I just kept hunting. And I, you know, you did, you don't quit. You just keep hunting because, uh, the very next night I had a really nice, probably 148, uh, underneath me that I, I absolutely could have shot, but he, he wasn't what I was looking for, but at least he convinced me that there were other deer in the world because as soon as you miss one, you're never going to see another deer again, ever. Yeah. You know, you're, that feeling. you fix it yeah. a little bit, don't you? Yep, a little bit. Oh God, it just ruins you. So, uh, pretty well toasted a lot of the spots that, that I was hunting. And so I chose a different farm and my dad had been saying, you need to go over here. You need to go over here. And it's just a hard place to hunt. You, you can't get in there. And, and once you get in there, there's like three acres of timber. It's, I mean, it's a hundred over a hundred acres, but it's not much. It's just row crop. Well, I didn't know that since I've been gone for 10 years, they put a hay field in the bottom of it. And then they only hay at one time. So it turned into this oasis uh, surrounded by corn. And my brother hadn't got the corn out yet. So I slipped down into this spot and it was probably, what well, I don't know, what time was it? 1245 in the afternoon. And I tossed a, a set up in a tree and I was probably, I was three sticks up. I had a bulldozer crossing and I had no cameras over there. I had no information at all. I just, that was the interesting part for me. And the, the fun part for this year was that I had to actually use a little bit of woodsmanship. <laughs> you Hell know, yeah. we get away from that sometimes when we're, when we're used, you know, we just like people forget how to hunt. So I, I proved to myself that I still know how to hunt because I put the stand up and 45 minutes later, this drop time, this, this 10 point, heavy 10 point with a drop time snuck up behind me and I killed him for it. I killed him yeah. for it. <laughs> Congratulations, man. That's uh, the way to do it. I'll never do that again. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't sneak up behind me, Eric. <laughs> I wouldn't plan on doing that. Right? No. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I try not to sneak call you either. <laughs> No, that's good to hear. That's awesome. Yeah, you're a stone-cold killer. I know you're talking about when you're moving across, you know, half the country, whatever it was, you had, like, a whole trailer full of deer mounts, like, uh, and, and, and guns, but, you know. Oh, God. <laughs> that's cool. I had no guns. No <laughs> guns. The, uh, uh, I had a, I had a whole trailer full. It was, that was quite a move to try and get those damn things all the way across the country. Like, this deer, he's going to get Euroed, mm-hmm. because I'm... I'm just not doing it anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> Something better be pretty. Something better be pretty crazy before it gets a it gets a shoulder. So I'm just gonna I'm caping him out, and I'll give somebody the cape who who ruined theirs, and we'll go from there. That's Tubbs, good. are you killing anything? Me? No, killing brain cells. That's about it. Greg's the yeah. poster child for the brand this year. Apparently, yeah. <clears throat> Someone's got to hold the flag. Someone's got to do it. So might as well be me. Yeah, man. Uh, 
plenty of deer oh, on. Oh, hey, I shot this deer. Sorry, go ahead. No, plenty of deer on camera, um, but no, uh, no sightings. So rifle season starts Saturday, so it's the way it is. Can't win them all. Season ain't over. Yeah. Greg's going to get a, a late season monster, so, and he's going to prove that he's the most hardcore of us all is what's going to happen. His beard's going to turn gray by then. We though. already know that. Yeah. <laughs> why, why do you got to throw me under the bus like that? With frost. <laughs> Man with frost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gray Son with frost. Bitch. Late season. Come no, on. no, no. Not that way. I'm talking. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> so get this blood trail on this deer. I shoot this deer right in his everything. Like, where'd you hit him? <laughs> right, right in his everything. Right in his everything. A good place to shoot him. I always try to shoot him right in their everything. He was. That's funny. 30 yards away, slightly quartering. I shot him three ribs behind his. It stuck in the offside shoulder, center of the body. Like, where'd you hit him? It, right where you'd aim. Like if you were aiming, if you were on one of those video games where you shoot the uh, you shoot the video screen with your yeah, bow, yeah, double buck bonus, right there. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, I, I yeah, I, I I smashed him. So he blows out of there, and I'm celebrating. I'm calling friends. I'm telling him he's already dead because I I be he just is when you hit him that good. And I saw him run. I saw him. He kept running, and then he kept running, and then he kept running. And then I said, okay, well he didn't come out of there. Uh, that's good. He should be right. And then boom, he shows up again and he's still running. I went, my God. So I waited 30 minutes and just enjoyed the moment. And I got down, I looked for blood and, uh, there was a DCA arrow laying there on the ground. And I knew that, I mean, it sounds like a, when you hit him right in the chest, it sounds like a boat or getting drugged through the water. Like, do you know what I mean? Like when you know you hit him right, you hit him right. The arrows got, uh, is broken. It's got blood, you know, halfway up. It's soaked. So I feel good about that, and I so I start blood trailing the first 50 yards. Almost no blood. Okay, he's going to start pumping it out here pretty soon. And there wasn't any, so I just waited three hours. And, and then I went back. This deer was too big for me to, you know, uh, to be impatient on. So I go back three hours later, and he has, he never, never does hardly bleed. I followed him for 255 yards. Whoa. Wow. Recovered him right there. And the, yeah. And the coyotes had had a, a little taste of the wound right where I shot him. It was about the size of a beach ball. Wow. And then, or a volleyball. And then they, they'd taken just the rear quarters already in three yeah, hours. Didn't waste any time. But the Jeez. interesting thing was, is no, not at all. I, I actually, I could have almost could have shot one off of him. Because when I snuck up to him, I didn't actually go up. I just stood there at 30 yards and, you know, savored the moment for probably 10 minutes. And a coyote ran up and stood on his chest and then blew off of him as soon as he saw me. So uh, the interesting thing is, as I'm caping him here, I'm looking at where where I hit him. Well, I hit him right in the elbow on the offside. Mm. And it was a two-inch rage, which it is what it is. If people like him, people don't like him. I'm not even a huge fan myself, but they kill deer. So well, that was the only deer. reason I didn't get the pass through because I'm shooting. Yeah, I'm shooting really good stuff. And he gutted him. I had cut the top of his heart completely off. Like it wasn't connected to anything anymore. And I hit him in both lungs and he went 200. 
and 55 yards. That's so confusing that they can do that. So, uh, like your shit's literally not working and, and anymore, not and you're leave, still right? functioning. And it's yeah, it's wild. My dad hit one right in the heart broadside on Sunday now, morning, and and couldn't find any blood at all. And but then they found the deer dead. You know, just crazy how these things are, man. It's crazy. He he. I mean, deer can run 30 mile an hour, right? So if you do the calculations, I'm not going to do the math on that. I'm what do you got? 15 seconds there? 20 seconds? Right? I, I don't know. 250 yards at 30 mile an hour? Not very long. Let's just say that. And he didn't have any hills to climb or, or creeks to jump or anything. He was just running through the bottom straight across this, this little hayfield area. So I guess if there's no obstruction, it is what it is. But he didn't have either lung or a heart, and he went 255. The one that I got. And he didn't after bleed. He, after that he... was the craziest part. That is pretty wild, man. I was gonna say the one that I got after he crossed the river. It seems like it seemed like that was lights out for him. That must have been hard work or something, because there's just giant pools of bright red blood, in like what three or four giant globs, and then a dead deer. So it was like, I think that river really fucked him up. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a good way to put it. Through like the Wisconsin <laughs> opener coming up, lots of people hitting the woods. Like, don't let the size of the antlers determine how you're gonna track a deer. Track every deer the same. Yeah. Whether it's a doe or a fawn doe or a 50, 150 inch buck, don't let the size of the deer determine what you do for following. Like, do what's right. I had a doe fawn and gun a couple of years ago, and, and she went really far. And I, and I killed, it was a hard shot. I was like, I think hard shots, it was nuts. I think hard shots tend to make them run further. I, I don't know. I mean, I've had a couple of shots where it's right around the heart. I cut the, cut the lungs off the top of the heart. I mean, that one eight-pointer I put on the wall a few years back, that one went 20 yards and fell over. I watched it die and take its last breath. And it was kind of a frontal shot. But, I don't know, you hit them in the heart, it's like it throws a little extra something in them, and they just go. My uh, my wife, I've never really named Buck. It's not like, a, I don't really, whatever, I don't really care. It's not like I care one way or the other. i just pretty neutral on it. But she put a Facebook post together about the buck that I shot over the weekend, and I think she kind of named it. Uh, it's Ur- Urgent Care. Yeah, that was a great name for that. <laughs> and, uh, urgent Care? Urgent, urgent yeah. Care. <laughs> the Urgent Care buck? Yeah, pretty much, which I think is a great name. It's going to stick. And then I thought about it, like, what well, would I name the one that's on the wall in here? And I think I, I would name the one that's in here because I never cared to name it, Bob Ross. Because it's a bit of a happy accident. You talk about how far these deer run. <laughs> if I if I if I was that much of a dead eye of a sniper, I'd aim for the femoral artery every time. That deer died in five minutes and ran all of like twenty yards. Didn't go twenty. He didn't go twenty. But that was not the intended placement of that shot. It was a very happy accident. Happy accident. <laughs> so we got Bob Ross over here by Eric, they say the world. <laughs> they say the world didn't start with a big bang. It started with a thin, even coat of liquid white. <laughs> if you get that if you get that bang 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 bang, bang skeet skeet yeah. yeah thanks for calling in buddy we appreciate you and your story Congratulations, Clay. All right. we'll talk to you later boys adios <laughs> how's that for a podcast didn't even code up. <laughs> i don't think uh for you I don't think I think that's it for calls yeah. we didn't get the whole where are you going what are you taking i think people are too excited to share stories Good. Makes me want to do another one on like Friday morning before I leave and just get people all jacked up. I just love hearing that stuff. Everyone's got a different tradition. Everyone's got a different place they're going. It's always the same type of stuff, but it's always a little bit different. And there's so much character that comes into it. All the 
you know, whatever. And there's certainly enough people listening tonight to the live episode. I mean, it was like there's a lot of people flowing in the comments and stuff. So thanks for tuning in, folks. We appreciate it. I'm not going to hang out and linger for calls, so we'll we'll pull the plug on this thing. And uh, maybe I'll do something on like a maybe – I'll, maybe I'll get a, in here and do some calls. We'll see. I don't know. Stand by. You heard that. 10-4. Stand by. Thanks, folks, for tuning in. You have a good night. Thanks for sharing your stories. Good luck on the gun opener or the wherever you're hunting. I know we've got listeners all over the country, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Kansas, yeah. Kentucky, all that stuff. So Be thanks. safe. Uh, aim small. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Uh, where's my thing? Stop. There we go. Bye, guys. <laughs>